1: There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro
0: This is a production of Dirty Mo Media.
2: Back again on another episode of Speed Streets. It is race week for Connor Daly, race week for NASCAR, of course. We're going to talk about that. Uh, But we're inching closer and closer to that race down in Texas, race number two of the 2023 IndyCar uh, Series season. I'm Joey Molinaro. This is Speed Street again. Thanks for being with us. Uh, Let's come on today's show. We've got another great guest, another member of the Andretti Autosport team, Roman Grossjeans, as he's known around here. Uh, (laughs) Roman Grosjean will be hopping on, talking all things with him, with the famous Sprinchy. I can't wait to pick his brain. Great conversation there. But uh, a lot going on in the world of motorsport. F1 taking shots at IndyCar. F1 drivers talking about IndyCar. I guess it could be an appropriate response for us absolutely eviscerating their Vegas race last weekend or last week's show. But it's going to be a fun show. Got to get to the co-host of this program, Connor Daly. How we doing, brother?
0: Good, man. Everything's great. Uh, Finally get two weekends in a row racing here coming up. Uh, although wildly different, obviously, going uh, NASCAR racing at Coda. Uh, and then right in the IndyCar at Texas as well, Texas Motor Speedway. So honestly, too, I- I'm I'm much more pumped um now and and like excited to actually compete, like in-, in Coda, because again, for the first time in my short, short, short NASCAR Cup Series career, I know the track. So like that's just one thing that is a a very nice um just component to the weekend so feeling good about at least knowing where i'm going yep, uh, i've bumps. driven the cup car at a road course before uh which is also important so i do feel like instead of you know having to kind of absorb a lot of unknowns i might have the chance just to go out and maybe kind of get more aggressive with it initially and figure out some things quicker so that's nice, um, but yeah, life is good., uh, and yeah, a lot lots's been happening and and everyone misses IndyCar. We keep hearing you know people seeing tweets and 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 we all miss IndyCar. don't worry, but but uh, they've put a lot of social content out there. We're trying our best. We've seen some testing. Um, but we're almost there, I promise. We are almost there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we are. We are uh, we saw that they put out a little bit of a recap from last year, a little segment between uh, the bus bros. Uh, about last year's Texas Rage, which was thrilling and epic. Uh, no, I also torturous saw- for Scott. Torturous for Scott. They're making yeah. him
0: go through that all the time. My
2: God. I know <laughs> it, it absolutely was so close. But uh, and even Joseph said, hey, didn't do it to a teammate, especially Scott." But hey, I mean, you got to take you got to take the checkers when you can get them, brother. You got to go oh, after yeah. first of the checkers um, so- wins,
0: as they say. Yeah. So it's
2: coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, I saw a Legends Day video as well. Was it? necessarily promoting anything that's new that's coming, but it was just kind of, it was from IMS, and it was just like, you know, nothing better than Legends Day, and I was just thinking about, god dang, we are we we're getting close to that as well. I mean, next week it's going to be April, and then before you know, we're on the doorstep of the month of May. I, I would like to promote one thing. Uh, tickets are on sale for my show, a night with me dang. at the Bogue and um, Broad Ripple, which is just uh, outside of any neighboring of Indianapolis, so if you're going to be in town for the 500, if you're already in town for the 500, it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a variety hour, late night type of feel. So we're going to have stand-up. We're going to have bits. We're going to have guests. We're going to have booze. It's going to be a great time at a legendary venue. Thursday, May 25th. That's the kickoff for this weekend. So we're going right into that party, right into Carb Day, right into Legends Day, and then Race Day. Greatest weekend of the year. Hope to see you there. Tickets on sale now, theboke.com and uh, on all my pages as well. So you follow me, go to my link tree. They are there. Hope to see you there. Cannot wait. Going to be promoting a lot on this program. Hope that's okay. Um, speaking of promotion, Connor, there was a little bit of promotion that IndyCar got over the weekend uh, in Formula One. <laughs> uh, it was it was a little bit of good promotion, I think, and then it was a little bit of bad promotion. Why don't you tell the folks about it?
0: Well, yeah, no. So uh, obviously, to to talk a little bit about F one, um, a bit of an interesting weekend for them because. Uh, Max had a mechanical failure in qualifying Max Verstappen, uh, and then Charles Leclerc had a grid penalty. So you had two quick, uh, quick drivers starting in the middle of the pack, uh, Fernando Alonso on the front row. Um, you know, pretty cool start to the race, whatever, whatever, But after the, I mean, honestly, the race was super boring. Uh, other than, you know, a couple passes, saw Max easily pass everyone. Um, and look, I, I, I try to give a lot of credit to Formula One. I really do. I and and I, I I would hate folks that you know because we want to talk about a lot of motorsport here and we do and we will um but when you have people I guess coming after you like coming after your the way you put food on your table coming after your sport um it, it, it almost it does seem like there are now like a very targeted a targeted attack at IndyCar from big Formula One now look some could say it's a conspiracy. Some could say that might not be right. But we watched a, a and, and Alex Rossi tweeted this clip. You know, not he he tweeted it with at Kevin Magnuson first, so it didn't go to everyone. You know, it wasn't a big a big tweet. Um, but Kevin Magnuson said their midfield pack, which their midfield battle, like and again the midfield in F one, I would say you know there is there is some competition there. I, that's the most enjoyable thing for me to watch is some of those guys battle for ninth um but it's and 12th uh um, yeah,
2: our, our own logan sergeant was doing it this this weekend yeah logan sergeant was on a bit of he a tough, back there yeah, yeah
0: tough strategy uh that he was on with on the softs there at the end but you know it's still not the race for the win so kevin magnuson though was being interviewed i i don't know if this was after the race or after qualifying i'm not sure but i i received the clip after the race and um he was saying that the midfield, you know, the midfield pack is 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 close racing, it's tight. Um it's almost like IndyCar, which is great because Kevin Eggison, friend of IndyCar, he's done IndyCar, he gets how hard it is. But then if you notice, and again, Alex edited the clip to remove this part, but at the end, and I didn't tweet this clip yet, but the 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 the, the female commentator lady who was asking him about the question was like Oh no, no more of that. to an IndyCar. And it was like, well, I don't I don't necessarily know why we have to say no more of that. Uh what right. do you mean no more of that? No more of great racing? Uh no more of respecting another uh racing series where there are professional racing drivers competing? Like it was just it for me again, you have to like I, I take a lot more offense to this stuff again because and and I don't know if many people will actually understand this, but imagine if someone went into your home, or or where you work. Like imagine Joe, like Joey. What no. would you to say? Then this might be a little aggressive. Let's say sure. someone walks into your house and's like, "Hey, your son don't know if he's gonna do much with his life." You're like, "Excuse me," like you're cursing something that I love, someone that I like. You're you're coming in here and like, don't you put down. that
2: in on me, Rick and Bobby. Exactly, don't you put like. That
0: you can't like that's just absurd. That's why like because it, it's something that you put years of your life into. You work your butt off to do or to create a son as you did. You know what I mean? Like it's it's there. There's so much of what we put into this. It didn't take that like, long for me to create it, but yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, it's to each their own, right? <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: That that would be you know, start to feel bad for the for the lady, but well,
0: exactly, you know. yeah. But in the end, it. I don't see us really ever disrespecting formula one like we really don't but but i kind of want to now because let's be honest i'm sorry if we really want to if we really want to talk about the facts of formula one it's extremely boring you had two cars that are beating everyone the races are just a big instagram festival like we got cool video and again they do a fantastic job of production it's awesome but if you're talking about actual the actual sport of motor racing It's nowhere near what any car is. I'm sorry. That's, that is what it is. And again, I, I like F1. I do. I watch it. I watched it. I went to a restaurant. I watched the race live with my friends. I watch qualifying every session because I'm a race fan, right? But I, but I don't, I am sick and tired of being like, hey, we respect Formula One. Great stuff. Love talking to those guys. And again, the drivers are my friends, right? And we, we're going to talk to a driver on this show today who spent a lot of time in Formula One. And I'm, very curious to get his opinion on it as well but you kind of know what i mean there joe it's just it, why is that necessary why why are we uh, you know you have the saint pete red bull f1 car in the city when the event's happening you have the las vegas race potentially breaching copyright of uh indianapolis 500 phrases which i think i'm honestly sue them like they should be sued i 1000% because it's breaking the law it is if you look at the law of copyright they are breaking the law so you know i, I I I just don't like seeing that type of attack on our sport. No, absolutely. And,
2: and, and, you know, I think that there's people who will tweet at us and there's people who will talk about our show. And, but, well, you guys always riff on F1. And it's like, no, it's always pretty much in a response to something that gets brought up, right? Like, it's never really unprovoked that much. It's always kind of like something like that happening, something with the greatest racing spectacle on the planet or whatever happening. Like, it's always kind of a response to something like that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and again, if there is a fantastic F1 race, like Jeddah was last year, I thought, at the Saudi Arabia race, like, I will, I will respect it and I will give it the credit that it deserves. Because again, I, I a lot of those drivers are my friends. I enjoy seeing them compete and I enjoy seeing the technolo- technological advancements of F1 and what they're doing. But I just, the, I guess, the arrogance or the the look down uponness of like what what they see about Indi- yeah no. con- yeah the condescending attitude towards IndyCar, um, which no. again I guess if you're talking big business that does make sense right because you want to eliminate all your competitors I assume CEOs of large companies want to eliminate the other companies that they're competing against in their sector so I you know I I don't know how that all works because I'm not a businessman. <laughs> But I assume um that that's that's like so. I again, y- you can find the clip that's not edited by Alex Rossi or Andrew Rossi. When you sent it
2: to the group, Ben. You have it, right? You, you want to play for reference here for for our listeners? Formula One is great at the moment. It's
0: really tight in the midfield. I've never had it like this before. It feels like uh, we're in IndyCar or something. But uh, it, <laughs> no, it's no, really
2: cool. no more of that.
0: <laughs> so there it is. I mean, that like it's pretty obvious. Like again, it's short clip, and again might be out of context we're a speculatory television program here or a podcast whatever it is um but it's it's still something that you're like well that's it's not what i would have learned i don't i don't know i just it's odd it's a weird follow-up but yeah <laughs> you know like oh yeah. no oh <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> as if he was like not good racing <laughs> yeah Uh but yeah, you do have to kind of appreciate what Magnuson said. So he, uh, he well, I have respect. See, that's the thing. I respect K. Mag. He's an IndyCar guy. He's a friend of the series, friend of the sport, for sure. I want to go to um,
2: real quick, kind of just bouncing off of, of what we saw in F one and kind of the reactions from different people that we saw. Um, I want to go to Scott
0: McLaughlin's Twitter here real quick. Uh <laughs> old, <laughs> old, old bus, bro, and he was and, firing some great tweets. And again, Scott McLaughlin. Uh, Sebring 12 hour champion We can talk a little bit about Sebring at some point too Because that was a whoop. That I was a
2: it. crazy finish Congrats to, to Scotty Mack uh, Doing the thing on a, on an off weekend For IndyCar uh, But I did get a kick out of this Jeff Gluck tweeted Ooh Max Verstappen steals fastest lap From his teammate on the last lap of the race And Scotty Mack <laughs> Quote tweeted Edge of the seat stuff that yeah i which, i thought I thought that was I thought that was beautiful. I just imagined all uh, his kiwi accent saying that in his little smart ass tone,
0: and I thought it was very well played. That's the thing for those who do know Scott McLaughlin, you know that that is a thousand percent sarcastic, and I can see him saying it. and uh-huh. I immediately responded laughing because I was like, man, that is just. Yeah. I mean, that's the type of stuff we're talking about here. You know what I mean? There's no last lap passes. The race is won by five five seconds. Max is being held to a certain time and then he could just randomly go a second faster. Like it's yeah, it it's kind of a charade and and, and uh and we can tell, but boy, do they make it look cool. I will say that. The huh. cars look cool, they got cool podiums, great stuff, and
2: always looks it, like they're racing on like Pandora. Like airlines yeah. shots I'm like, what the <laughs> yeah. are they even on this planet? What the hell is going on? It is some exotic locations. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. Another thing another thing from uh, Scott is right below, and I just now noticed it, but he quote-tweeted Chase Elliott. This would be interesting. Oh, yeah, I would like to see this on television. Chase Elliott tweeted, Watch the end of that, too. Saw Scott McLaughlin is better at driving than he is playing golf, fortunately for him. Scotty Mack, who's a big golfer, as are, as are you, Connor? As are, yes. Uh, as now I am as well. Uh, Scotty Mack tweeted, NASCAR versus IndyCar golf tourney. Let's go. I think... put that on nbc fs1 now that would be something to see i'm all in
0: (laughs) look i do think there needs to be some sort of uh charity golf tournament some sort of a uh celebrity pro-am whatever we whatever we discuss whatever we talk about uh i'm fully in on that I, i i think i would be bad at it but let's get some cool branded towels let's get some cool you know golf balls that have maybe a logo on it maybe the dirty mo media logo who knows uh maybe dirty mo media can fund it well maybe mike davis that's up to you um but yeah scott mclaughlin would win obviously but we would you know we would uh, we would give it a shot
2: who would be the indycar foursome uh scott well well,
0: yeah well honestly i i don't play enough to be good um but uh scott and graham scott and graham ray hall are very good uh, yeah. I've played golf, golf with Chase Elliott. I, I I know Chase Elliott's golf skill. He's he's, he's pretty good as well. Um, but uh, when it comes to IndyCar, I think it's just Scott and Graham. Um, but, you know, we took Joseph Newgarden golfing once, and, of course, he was good at everything. So uh, Colton Herta also golfs. I could see Colton Herta on an IndyCar foursome of golf. Yep. Um, and then I'm just definitely going to add myself to the team as well because, I you know, maybe on, on my day I can swing a club. And I'll get that ball near, near that hole. Hey, brother, if we're doing best ball, all you need is yeah. one.
2: All we need is one. Yeah. Uh, all that, we need is one. You make your contribution there. As long as I get to be the caddy for the IndyCar team, then uh, I'm, I, I'm totally in for that. I'll dress up in yes. that stupid white suit and then put I'll, those big socks on. I'll do all that shit. You'll, You'll clean the, the balls?
0: Okay, perfect. <laughs> I'll clean the balls. Absolutely. Amazing uh-huh. news. <laughs>
2: uh, all right, so this weekend, man, um, you mentioned it off the top. You are you're heading to Kona, You're 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 racing uh, again in the Cup Series. Uh, what has the preparation for you been like last week and then this week heading down there to uh, to Texas?
0: Yeah, no, it's it's been interesting so far. Just to try to get just as much information as possible. You know, I watched the 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 full race from last year again uh, yesterday and uh did an iRacing racing uh race last night uh, with the nascar um next gen car which was really fun um but uh but yeah i mean the 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 major difference from from last year's Coda race is like that was the first road course race with the next gen car so they've definitely made a lot of progress on the car and now they're taking away a lot of downforce too so you know for those that are indycar listeners who might not watch as much nascar um you know we're 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 running that weekend with essentially a tiny rear spoiler, very little rear downforce, less floor downforce, um, which is going to make the cars, you know, supposedly harder to drive, uh, just slower in general, um, but uh, harder to drive. The tires are probably going to go off a little bit more. Um, and this is the first NASCAR race since, like, I think 2016, where there's no stage caution. So there's no staged yellows. That's, I, I, for some reason, that's still a lot of open wheel fans sometimes come after me and just like go at NASCAR's throat for having stage racing. I'm like, I actually like it. I think it's very creative. Um, but this will be a true NASCAR race where there are no, uh, you know, staged yellows. You know, you could have a strategy play, you know, pit early, maybe get a yellow in the middle, do a little Dale coin racing, magic strategy type stuff. um, so yeah, there, there's a lot of elements to this race that will be different. So it'll be it'll be very interesting. You've got Kimi Raikkonen, Jensen Button, uh, Jordan Taylor, Meigh. Uh, I mean, it's 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 very very cool. Uh, you know, a bit of a bit of spice in the field. You know what I mean? And sure. I can't wait to race against those guys. Honestly, I I think we'll probably be in the garages next to each other because obviously we're all like, uh, you know, we're all uh, one timers or or very few very few race uh, season folk. Um, so that'll be cool. I, I, I know Jensen. I don't know Kimmy at all. I assume he'll look at me as if I, you know, want to, want a charity raffle to be there. Like I tweeted about, I assume, uh, he will ask why I wear a fire suit. Uh, or like if I come up to him, he's like, why do you have a helmet on? Like, is this for, uh, safety protocols or like, uh, what happened? Come on, man. Um, I don't know. I, I, just, I just hope to have one funny interaction with Kimmy. Like, like we go to the like we're we're heading to the porta potty before the race and he's like why do you have a suit on you know what I mean like are you who's whose tires are you changing he I, goes to I, reach I hope, for
2: the sharpie he goes to reach for your sharpie that he thinks you're going to extend
0: yeah exactly like i i yeah like i i some there would be some sort of funny interaction or like let's say for some odd reason we're starting next to each other in the race like on the on the grid yeah. and like he'll be obviously surrounded by media and I'll be trying to like get to my race car, and I'll say good luck, and he'll be like, uh, "I've never seen you before in my life." And I'm like, "Well, you know what? Uh, have fun." Here's a, <laughs> here's a here's a funny play that situation. If that comes up, here's what you do. It, if all
2: the media is around, this always works. If all the media is around, then you you get in and you act like a member of the media, and like get your arm oh. in there. And try to ask a question, and then all the media they turn to you, and they start tweeting out photos of you, and they're like, "Oh, ha ha, Connor Daly, this guy." Well, we are media. Russian. This is media, right? You know, and we are media. Kimmy, we are like, a big Connor media. Nicholas, Street
0: Pod, Dirty one Media. That would be a yeah. hit. That's the play if that happens. I, you know what? You're right. I should definitely record a segment with Kimmy <laughs> for the podcast. Just go to him and be like, "Hey, man, I got a podcast. This might be weird, but like." Just give me like a quick five seconds on how you're feeling today, and he'll just literally. If you hear nothing but silence, you'll know that it went great, like it went really well. Now you, you were down there uh, for
1: the
2: F1 race last year, um, so we got you know we got we, we well documented on the show. You're talking about the experience of being down there and how crazy it was. And, uh, what are you expecting? You think just kind of from the uh, fan experience, the fan turnout, you know, cup compared to F1.
0: Yeah, no, that'll be interesting for sure. I mean, I think the two races are very, very different. But the crowd looked great last year for the good race. Um, Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, NASCAR, you know, NASCAR always shows up for the races. So I'm sure it'll be really cool. You know, Texas, a lot of race fans down there. Um, And I'm going to basically try to tell everyone to go to the IndyCar race the next weekend in Dallas. So my goal is double marketing. The Texas two-step is what it's being called. We're going to I actually be doing some cool giveaways through bitnile as well so stay tuned if you're listening uh through that might be some ways to win some cool stuff uh through our partner bitnile.com but uh yeah i am excited to just see the event I- apparently i'm staying in an rv there I-, I i've been told the team has rented me an rv of sorts i don't Sweet. know what that means um so I-, I apparently i will be like a real nascar driver and staying at the track uh, because realistically Austin's kind of tough like you you have to stay like twenty, twenty, thirty 20 30 minutes away uh, uh, from the track if you want a decent hotel so it'll be interesting it'll be fun I hope we get the practice on Friday and it looks a little rainy right now but hopefully that goes away um, but it's going to be a hot one so we're prepared I've done some laps on the static Chevy simulator you know we did some racing last night tried to get some uh, Talked to AJ Almaninger on the phone yesterday for like 25 minutes on, on on a few different things there. And obviously, he was about to win that race uh, before he got um, absolutely sent like a rocket launcher off the track by Ross Chastain on the last lap. Um, <laughs> but what I think is most interesting about that race, and this is a good thing, is that the track is so long that no one was going a lap down because the track is so massive. So, like, if so, there's a yellow... And like you've had a tough first stint, you you could be a minute behind the field, and like yep. there's a yellow, boom, you're right back in the game. You make an adjustment on the car, and suddenly you could be twentieth, and, and, and you know restart later. So sure. there's a lot of opportunity with that. Obviously, you know if there's no yellows all day, which I can't imagine there not being any yellows all day, okay. then it would be probably a boring race. But um but i'm open for some excitement you know what i mean have a you know get a first stint in maybe get some strategic play going uh take advantage of some yellows and then you know just see what happens but uh, that that's kind of what i found was most interesting is you know you got to 10 laps to go 20 laps to go and every single car that was running was on the lead lap so that's good for racing for sure now this is your third is gonna
2: be your third cup series race right yes Are you like? Have you felt the progression uh, just just naturally? Just getting that experience behind the wheel in the car. Um, I know that you mentioned that you you ran one at Coda last year, but just in terms of the racing feel for you, like is it getting more comfortable? Can you feel that?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I will. Well, I hope so. I'll definitely let you know after this weekend. I think this is really the judging judging weekend of how much more comfortable I feel in the car. Um, you know, it's a different road course, but it's a road course. You know, I think we've, we've made a few improvements on the car according to what we've needed to, to do to be a little bit better. Uh, you know, some stuff on the brakes, some stuff on the drivetrain, stuff in general that I think we can improve on. So I think this should be a race where hopefully we are definitely racing with people legitimately and that, and that'll be nice. So we obviously don't know that, but, um, I definitely feel more ready to, uh, you know, be in the fight rather than staying out of the way. <laughs> there you go. Don't feel like we're going to have to hoop the hoopty bumping in the back this weekend Yeah, I, I think we're going to be all right. I think I, hopefully we got the shocks sorted out, and uh, if we do, we know how to fix it at least. <laughs> Can't wait,
2: man! It's um, it's always great to watch you out there, uh, especially when a weekend that we don't have IndyCar. Um, so I know everybody's looking forward to it. Uh, without a doubt all right um you sent us a funny meme here earlier I won't I won't reveal exactly what it is <laughs> um but it, it's it's to go into our next topic um about IndyCar uh continuing to experiment with uh, the idea of looks of going to Argentina
0: yes yes we saw some
2: for, for uh, an actual in-season race for oh, yeah
0: I mean let's hope so I don't know I, I think uh, we saw it was funny. There are a bunch of spy photos of Mark Miles arriving at uh, in Argentina to look at the That's... racetrack down there. Um, but honestly, I, I think there are so many passionate race fans in that area of the world that I think it would do really well. Um, I think it would be a a a, a absolutely sold out event. Um, and knowing Ricardo Yucos for as long as I have, I mean. He is so passionate about motorsport and motorsport in his country of Argentina. Um, I would love to see us race down there. I think it would be fantastic for the sport. Um, You know, I'm sure the teams would have to be well taken care of for that to happen. You know what I mean? Like they would have to be a financial benefit to the teams to go. Um, You know, the promoter would have to, whoever would promote it would have to be able to be like, Hey, we got to get these teams, you know, down here. So we got to make it worth their while. Cause obviously we're not driving the cars down there on trucks. You know what I mean? It's, it's going yeah. to be a little bit of a long journey. Um, so, you know, how do we get the cars there? How do we get everyone there? At, you know, what's the safety like around there? And again, I don't know, but like, I assume, um, you know, there, there's just a lot that goes into that, but, but formula one has it dialed, right? They ship all their stuff all over the world. Um, so it is definitely doable. Uh, um, and uh, you know, I I would love to see it happen, especially if we can add a race in this long month of downtime. Uh, and, yeah. you know, if the weather is good down there right now, perfect. It looked quite warm. The photos look nice. Um, so well, yeah, I think it would be great. I love that they're actually you know definitely legitimately going to check it out and like a, a, and 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 having a look at it. Uh, I think we need a lot more still here. Um, and then we need more ovals, of course. Uh, but adding a road course race in Argentina for a passionate fan base down there, I think it you know, financially and and everything makes sense for our series.
2: would doing something like that and and setting up you know potentially an eighteenth race uh, during this time in Argentina, would that then maybe lead itself to, okay, now we go to Argentina and now now maybe we had like a a Brazil, you know with yeah. The- you know, you well, know, southern that, tour,
0: yeah.
2: about? <laughs> I mean, maybe not back to back, but like, basically, it is is Argentina opening the floodgates to maybe? Hey, with this goes, if this goes well, how about Brazil? How about uh,
0: Mexico? Well, I certainly think if those countries saw, you know, that it was a successful event and that, and that people bought tickets, then yeah, for sure. Why not? Um, at the end of the day, you know, the event has to make money. People who put it on have to make money. People have to make money. So. If it's a you know, if it's a a dark hole of losing money, then <laughs> no one will want to do it. But boy, if it's a success, you know, why not? So uh, you know, Argentina doesn't have a Formula One race, right? So that, you know, they're they're looking for they a lot of passionate motorsport fans. Um, so we'll see. I, I love the idea. Uh I hope I'm around for it if we do, you know, do get to do something like that. Why do
2: you think that they're putting the emphasis and and by they, I guess I mean, you know, Mark Miles, IndyCar, folks like that. The emphasis on somewhere in a region like that as compared to like we talked about last week with all these ovals that are still opportune here that either used to have races and now don't or, you know, why
0: why, why is that? I I actually... I mean, it's all money. that's, That's the thing. People have to see that IndyCar is growing enough to where we can sell tickets to the events, right? Right now... And a lot of that has to do with the promoters, too. Like, I, I wish, you know, Green Savory has been doing a lot of our races for a long time. And, you know, they do a good job. But, like, realistically, when you look at the podiums and the way some things are set up, you know, it doesn't say, I, I wish we could do things bigger and better. But that means that they make less money. You know what I mean? But it's, it's got to be more of a spectacle. It's got to look cooler. Look what High V did to Iowa. Man, that's awesome. You know, so cool. But people are spending money to do that you know what i mean so but, here it takes someone to spend money to create an incredible product for us um and you know if if, if we could go to texas in two weeks at the texas motor Speedway and sell fifty thousand tickets you know then there'd be plenty more ovals that are like hey uh we need to get these guys here and so you know hopefully a good race at texas when it comes to the product of our racing helps um but as we've seen proven by Formula One and Denny Hamlin mentioned this in his podcast I think as well the racing does not actually matter as long as you sell it right so like I'm if we sold Texas right and used a bunch of you know however you do it um do so you mean performing acts do you mean you I know, don't know I, I I don't know I just just making it a spectacle, making it like you have to be there, whatever it is, selling. And again, I'm not a marketing expert, clearly, Um, but people go to Formula One races because it is cool. It's a cool thing to do. They might see one pass and they're like, yeah, that's awesome. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, we we, the races that we used to sell out of Texas, that we used to sell out at, uh, you know, basically any Oval, we were side by side, seven rows deep, and the racing was absolutely—you know—the the hairs on your arms were standing up. It was so good. We don't have that anymore. Everyone got scared of that. And you know what? Oh. Sorry, but scaredy cats don't sell tickets. You know what I mean? So like, we gotta we gotta we gotta get brave. We gotta do cool stuff. We gotta put on the best show ever. And um, you know, I, I I think this this race at Texas will actually be better, but with more downforce. Um, I'm hoping it, it puts on a better show uh, But it also needs to be at night Which we'll never get because of TV windows So uh, we'll see One step at a time One step at a time
2: Well I mean you had Andrew Rossi down there promoting IndyCar uh, It was not probably the Texas race I wouldn't imagine But the fact that like they're down there Maybe it, hoped it would pique some people's interest Enough to be like hey what are these guys Oh wait they're coming here and You know what I mean
0: yeah. I mean, it takes a lot more than that. You know what I mean? That's that's the thing. Like We we as drivers, we can bust our butts going down there and working, but it, it takes an overall uh, bigger push from the marketing department. And again, I think we're getting that, right? Like I saw, I believe we're going to get a great Texas commercial um, that Pato's involved in. It seems like they're taking every winner of, of every race and, and kind of giving them an explanation of what goes on and how, how good you need to be to win. Um, which, sure, that's great, uh, as long as it plays on every television in the entire country. So um, so we'll see. I, I do believe we are marketing more. I think this, this second race of our season will be a big uh, telltale sign on, you know, did were we able to keep some of the audience that watched at St. Pete, you know what I mean? Were people able to generate any interest by all the social content that we've been driving forward? I certainly hope so. Yeah. No doubt. Do you have any? D- they probably
2: don't. No, uh, that is a stupid question. I was going to say, they probably kind <laughs> of keep you guys in the loop on, you know, hey, here's how get one, you know, push it harder or, you know, anything like that. It's probably for
0: teams and higher ups, right? Well, I mean, they just tell us to push everything as hard as we can all the time. So they, we even got a document. I don't know if I told you, but we, we got a document from the series that during during <laughs> during the off time, uh they they um suggested a bunch of social posts for us to do like like trends on tiktok or like get ready with me videos and like i'm like wow i i don't know if that's gonna be any of us doing that stuff i'm not gonna lie but i mean they are right like you gotta do something but like there's certain things that we can do and certain things that it's like all right this is not really us and again I, i i think some of our content sadly we're we're putting a lot out there but a lot of those like mini interviews that we do like with the driver to driver thing like I just like I, I I we're doing something which is good but it does kind of make us look like a county fair at times so like I again I I, I don't know I, I think it's good to get that interaction but like again make it you have to make us look freaking cool you have to do that and again we might not be cool we might be a bunch of nerds, I, I, that's, that's the thing. But well, my it, gosh, you gotta paint a picture.
2: Well, at this point, do you just take the canvas and paint what F1's doing in terms of social and shit like that?
0: Yeah, and again, I, I think whatever they do, and again, they're a bunch of nerds in F1 too, I don't know, but uh, they do a great job and, and, and everyone looks really cool. And again, F1 drivers, none of them are required to do any of that media stuff with the series right they do their they do their press conferences and they do uh mandatory time with series and that's about it and other than that it's just basically anytime these drivers are walking around the paddock doing things that's where all the social stuff comes from the on track stuff um so yeah it's kind of again this I, this is not my job, I I, I, I I, all I can do is comment on what I see. We are doing a lot more, which is great. Um, and I can't wait to do even more. So, yep. uh, honestly, three cheers for IndyCar for doing more, like because we are. For and sure. So, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for that.
2: Yep. Yeah. Hey, Rome wasn't building a day. And uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it was, you know, IndyCar's marketing and, and social strategy. So, they're working. We're working. Everything's good. We're The arrow's pointing up, and uh, a good guy to talk to about it is uh,
0: our guest. You wanna get to Robon Grosjean? Let's do it. All right, as we mentioned, we have a uh, very, very talented and special guest, uh, a man who is uh, French, a man who is very famous, uh, a man who has competed in uh, more Formula One races than any of us, uh, a man who is the currently the only pole sitter of the IndyCar season so far, because we've had one race, Uh, but Roman Grosjean, or Roman Grosjean, I don't know how I did that, but. You used that really well, I'm surprised. You know what, I did take French for two and a half years. Uh, Don't quiz me on it, but thank you for being here. Uh, Have you recovered from the Sebring 12-hour race? Look, I saw a couple photographs of you, looked like there was some, that's a hard race. I've done it once, I know it's a long day.
3: Uh, yeah and uh I got I got sick on Friday before the race yes. uh, so I was under a lot of medicine for uh, for the race um I'm still not feeling 100 <laughs> uh, percent so yeah it was uh, it was tough it was uh it was a good one I like it I like the challenge um but I didn't like the fact that the VP was really kidding us and we didn't we didn't have a chance
0: yeah I mean that's that's got to be a, a different world to get into I mean how- what a switch up. Right. You go from so many years in Formula One the you know, the the upper echelon, the top level. Right. And now it seems like you're just getting to do everything else. Right. Like you're, you're doing some Indy car racing. You're very, very good at it. Getting into the sports car scene. You're driving a Lamborghini down there in Miami. I mean, life is good. Has it been has it been fun to kind of get into this new stage of life? Yeah, absolutely. And
3: uh, there's a guy. That, I don't know if you know him. His name is Scott Daly. Did Daytona 500. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? That sounds like a good idea. There you go. And Roman. we talked
0: about dirt racing too. I know you might want to go midget racing at some point. No big deal. They might. We might see Roman in the dirt. Well, that's what <laughs> I, you I, know, You I, never that's know. What I was going to ask not Now about
2: dirt, but NASCAR. Any? Uh, you want to dip <laughs> your toe in there?
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I want to try. it. And uh, we've seen uh, Kimi and Jensen have been racing in Kota uh, now, and Daytona 500 has been such a, a big race. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be cool to try. So, I don't know. Never say that ever.
0: I love it. Hey, should I... Uh, when I'm at Kota this weekend racing with Kimi and, and, and Jensen, should I say anything to them? I only know Jensen a little bit, but Kimi, I obviously don't really know at all because there's no reason he should know who I am at all. Uh, is there anything that I... Maybe should ask them. Maybe should say to them in particular. Maybe from you. I don't know. Yeah. I know, just send my regards. See how they're
3: doing. Uh, I know. I know, Jensen. Uh, I've I've been keeping in touch with Jensen quite a bit. Uh, Kimmy, you know, it's Kimmy. Doesn't yeah. he doesn't talk much. Even if you knew him, I'm not sure you would get much words. So um, it's going to be exciting to watch them going. And uh, I'm 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 really glad that we can see those cross series. Driving happening, you know. That's what I, I truly hope that IndyCar keeps Le Mans free for 2024, so IndyCar drivers can go to Le Mans, and then in one year you can do Daytona 24, Daytona 500, Indy 500, Le
2: Mans 24. Um, that's a pretty good year. Yeah, God, I could just I could just listen to you say Le Mans 24 forever. That <laughs> sounds so good, man. Sexy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, it's, it's natural. <laughs> Rowan you uh l- last year was 2022 was was your debut uh, in the Indianapolis 500 um, I haven't gotten to ask you your your thoughts on it uh what your experience not only in the race but kind of the whole spectacle around it was like god it was awesome uh you know I I heard a lot of
3: people talking about the 500 but I think you can talk as much as you want as long as you haven't been there you don't know what it is. And that's why I realized on, on the day, uh, on the 29th of May last year, how big it was. Um, obviously, the race didn't go my way, uh, but the day was awesome. And you know, I was a bit—I wasn't the guy that really wanted to do the oval initially, and especially the super speedway. But when you do it five and once, so it's just like, uh, okay, when is when is it May um, <laughs> next year? So I'm excited about it. Um. I'm excited that you know, as a team, we've improved a lot as one. Well. So, hopefully, Texas will have a good car, and that's normally a good sign that you should be better in Indy 500.
0: Yeah, Texas means a lot when it comes to the uh, the the you know the the oval scene with IndyCar, and I'm I'm I, I think you guys as a team, right? You have to be proud of of I guess the improvements that were made because obviously Andretti is one of the top teams. You know, you guys were very fast at certain places last year, but I would say there were for sure. If you look at it as a you know. Someone who is looking at it from the outside, I, I try to look at it as a fan. You're like, hey, wow, we didn't expect them to be, let's say, not at the top in certain areas. So the work that you guys have done in the offseason, you proved it right out the gate at St. Pete, right? Being on pole. Obviously, the race, you know, that was a, a, a tough deal, right? We saw it. I saw your fingers doing some things. Uh, I, I literally drove by you, by the way when you were in the tire wall and I'm fairly sure I saw both of your fingers uh the middle ones pointed at Scott McLaughlin. I don't know there was some sort of hand waving there I don't know what was going on but you have to be proud of of the step that at least race one that the team that the team has taken forward yeah absolutely I think we made
3: a we made a great work during the winter and we talked about it I think before the season started and you know we always always know that Everyone thinks he's found a new thing in the winter. I could see <laughs> in the team that a lot of positive signs and especially for me for the fitting in the car, Thermal was very good, Sibrin was very good. We got to see to some beat and uh, qualifying, of course. Uh, I think scoring that pole was even maybe even maybe more than the first one I did with Dave Con because after 2022 where I struggled with the car. As I said, the team was not where we wanted to be, just being on pole and, and, you know, almost by half a second and just delivering it when it needs to be done. That was pretty cool. I think the race space is outstanding as well. Uh, didn't come our way, just in a in way that uh, the second scene for my uh, clock cleaner on the green tire, we spent more time being the safety car than that racing. So he <laughs> did have to the, the suffer with the deck. And then, uh, while we, we both try to go for the win with Scott, um, you know, that was the third move that I had to pull when he was on hard. That was the move that he had to defend and um, maybe defend it a bit far. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> it's racing. Uh, we go on to the next one. And as I think we've, we've made some good progress. So I'm excited to see what's going to be like on Orwells.
0: And if, we, if we've if we done progress there, we should be good. The, the, the thing about St. Pete, though, as well, real quick, Joey, I- what I saw there I think as, as looking back on it obviously I had already been wrecked at least once but uh I think you guys I think are two of the best in our sport currently and you know how hard it is to win in the series it you, we know how challenging every every corner is every lap every race is right I think that both of you you know everyone was just so, we were so committed that both of you had to have it and that's that's really good race honestly. That is what racing has to be sometimes. Like, you see many times where, like, just two drivers were never going to give in. And I I think that's honestly, like, obviously, on a road course, you know, if there's grass, you both go off and, you know, maybe everyone everything's okay. But obviously, we're on a street circuit, right? But do you just think that that's the level that you have to be at in IndyCar? Like, you have to be willing to do anything to, you know, to make sure that you get that win. You are able to stay in front and, and get the lead. Yeah, it's, it's different from what I've
1: been
3: doing before. Obviously, qualifying was the same. You have to push 100%, but then in Formula 1, in the race, you can accept that where you are. You look after your tires, you look after your fuel, yeah. and so on. In IndyCar, it's a different animal. You need to push every single lap and um, We made a small mistake on our pit wall after my first pit stop, because when I cleared Pato, I thought he was the only guy that was a threat for us, so to say you know, use efficient push-to-pass. So I was using a bit of push-to-pass, but I was still saving a little bit. And they forgot to tell me that Scott was starting on black, was not pitted yet. So that's why he passed the first time around. So the second time around, I tell you, the outlap I did on cold black tire was a hell of an outlap. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was always good enough to get to get Scott back. But yes, uh, every lap is like one lap in the race. And that's what makes it hard and physically much more demanding.
2: We saw that photo that went out of you uh, and Scotty Mac hugging it out though down there saying, like, <laughs> uh, but he came up to you. What was that conversation like? Yeah, he
3: came. Uh, and, and I really appreciate that because he came to the transporter. I wasn't there. He came to my bus. I wasn't there. And then he came back to the transporter. So he really tried to come and meet me. And when I saw his face, when I came out of the, the, the transporter, I saw his face. You can tell if someone is just coming and say, oh, sorry, for the sake of just saying, sorry, as someone is deeply, <laughs> you know, kind of marked by, by the And I, 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 saw, and before even he made a word, I just gave him a color. I was like, I admire Scott. <laughs> I do think is one of the most talented drivers that we've got to race against. And if he had had a chance to for Formula One, I think he would have done an amazing well. um, you know, coming from VE supercars, being able to do so well in Mimica, I'm amazed by, by Scott, we're friends. I text him a couple of days after the race to ask who his, his hand was because I know he's kind of got this thing back on his head. It's, it's all good. It's not broken. I, I've got a lot of respect for him. I've got a lot of respect for him, the fact that he came to see me. And you know what? If he was to do again, I would do the same before probably do the same because <laughs> we
0: race, we're race, racers and we want to win the race. Yep. Yeah, th- that's exactly right. Like, I don't think if you guys went into that corner again, I think it would happen again because you're both fighting for the same thing. You can only you can only think about what's going on right at that moment. You know what I mean? And there's nothing going on yet with the championship. We're just fighting it out for the first race. So I I I I now like suck for you guys. Great as a race fan. Great as a race fan. Um I want to talk a little bit about what we're seeing in Formula One. I, I, I think there's a, a lot of interesting stuff going on right now that we, I notice a lot more because I've obviously been on this side more. Um, and I I see F1 kind of not necessarily coming after us, but, like, you see a lot of the words in the Vegas promo, and it's very much like trying to copy the Indy 500. And that there's, you know, there's a few things. I don't know if you saw Kevin Magnuson's comment. He was saying the middle of the field was like IndyCar. But then the F1 commentator right after, Alex chopped this video. Alex edited this video. And at the end of it, the F1 commentator lady was like, oh, no, no, let's not talk about that. And I was like, man, like, you know a lot of those people there. You know everyone there almost. What do people say about IndyCar? Does it seem like there's a lot of attacks coming at us for no reason? Or, like, is there more respect than we would really see? Because, like, I'm trying to, I, I fight for IndyCar till the day I die. (laughs) <laughs> um,
3: you know what, I think IndyCar deserves more respect than it does in the Formula One view, cool. but also we have to understand Formula One, which is a global sports going racing around the world. For them, IndyCar is only US-based, which is true, we only race in the US. So they don't really worry about IndyCar as a competitor of what they do. Um, but I think they don't realize neither how much effort and, and competitive the series is. So I think there's some learning that could be, could be done in Formula One, but also understand the point that they don't really care about us because they, they just go globally and we are the U.S. series, right? Um, but I, yeah. think, I think the U.S. Is, is a great country. There's a lot of people and, and we can do a good show here. And hopefully we can expand a little bit to Latin America and, and maybe one race in Europe a year just to, uh, to go out and show out what, what our races are. Where would you want in Europe? Would you want France? I don't care where. I think we just <laughs> need to find the right circuit for us. You know, there's a lot of great racetrack. But if we take Paul Ricard in France, for IndyCar, it, it'd it be disaster. Just the cars are not made for that racetrack. So we need something which is a bit more twisty, a little bit more tricky. Um, that would work well. So we just put on a little bit show. You know, I think IndyCar try to go to Kota Cotard Formula 1 is an amazing racetrack. But for, for, for any car, it's too flat, it's too smooth, even though it's very bumpy for Formula 1. <laughs> uh, and it's too wide, it's too good. So we just need to find the right spot to go to where we can put on a good show. And and we are not a competitor for Formula 1. We are different series. And I think we can coexist and we can actually help each other to, well, yeah, to spotlight, to get spotlight. You know, they, they're big, in, big in, in in the US. Maybe we can use that. So use that wave as indicator to serve on the fact that we have, you know, 100% renewable fuel. We've got the green cars. We are also doing stuff in the right direction. And we have product that when you watch a race, just love it.
0: Yeah. And, but I, I see, I, I, I love the idea of working together with them. Right. But I just feel like I see so many things where they're like, man, like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just looking at it aggressively, but I do hope we can work more hand in hand. Like I, I think. You know, I loved going to COTA last year to the F1 race. Seeing a lot of folks, uh, you know, saw you there as well. And you know, there were other, there were several IndyCar drivers there, right? And I think we know as a series in IndyCar. We got to get to that next level of marketing, right? Like we got to we got to push our product out there. I know you've been very very good at trying to help us, you know, get get more and more eyes on us. Um, have they done much filming with you for the hundred days to Indy? Have you been a part of that at all? The our, our new TV show. Yeah, uh, I think I've been in episode one, so I've been sitting in
3: Miami. Uh, I've been playing Tellez Vizelio on Monday. Oh, wow. was in <laughs> Miami, so that was, really plays really well. So it was a good game. uh that's well, because he's I'm old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: he's good, he's good. Um, they were Actually, when Scotty came to apologize after the race, they were here. They had a camera on here. I don't know who he did that, but... But it was right there and I thought, you know, when he was all over So that's good that you saw that because that that's genuinely in the car. You know, we race bloody hard, elbows out, but when we remove a helmet for 98% of the drivers, it's a different story. We're friends, we go out, we talk about it, we share a beer, and we move on. And so who's part of that 2%? Alex Rossi? Uh, <laughs> actually, you know what? Alex Rossi is now a good friend of mine. Uh, it was maybe a year too late. According to Michael Andretti, but uh, <laughs> you guys are
0: pilots now.
3: Yes, uh, yes. Uh, no, no. With uh, with I think with Alex Rossi, we were very similar in the way, and, and being teammate was not easy. So we had that clash in middle um, aisle. Let's not lie to each other. We almost fight each other in the truck. <laughs> um, yep. But after that, we had a call, and when we kind of cleared the air, and since then, we've been really good.
0: I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think there's so many good things going on with our series. Um, but to get to really, you know, more and more more important things, let's talk a little bit about I we interviewed Jimmy Johnson not too long ago, obviously, very successful man, has won a lot of things. We asked Jimmy Johnson what his most favorite, favorite after party of all time was. Is there a race in your career in Formula One or IndyCar where there might have been the greatest after party you've ever been to, whether you were celebrating something, you on the podium? When and stuff Let, let's let's can we can we get a fun romain rojan after party uh yeah, potential hard. grading system Ah, uh, yeah uh oh, well <laughs> well well no
3: there's been there's been some good ones
0: because I, I think f1 think... always did great after parties like i i didn't go to a lot but man they did some great stuff all the yeah. like amber lounge all that stuff man
3: yeah i went out once with um my good friend matthew blanc uh from oh, yeah. friends don't yeah, go I'm... out with him. It's bad. <laughs> I was out are with are him on... in
0: Austin after the yeah, Coda well... race once. Yes.
3: You guys are friends
0: at on LeBlanc?
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get him to come to Long Beach. Uh, there's there no excuse. Go. So let's hope he can come. <laughs> let's see how oh, you got a free skill. That was a good one. But I really enjoyed as well the, the one we went out after my first podium in, in Indy. Uh, you were there. Colton and oh. Jones. Scott was <laughs> there. Um, few few of us were there. And it was just generally... An easygoing evening where we just yeah. had fun, and it was like friends hanging out and not, you know, not the paddock, just
0: being out. So that was exactly.
2: Jones, He's the tequila king. That guy would freaking rip tequila
0: shots like it's We water. gotta do more of those parties, man. We we shotgun white claws together. Like we gotta do more of that. Now, I'm not doing that anymore, by the way. Okay, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. But just let me, like, I will let you know that there will be some after parties for the N D G P the 500, and consider, you will be invited, of course, if, you, you know. All right. T- tell the wife and kids, it's 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 daddy's night out, you know, we're going to have a nice time, or bring the wife, either way. I'll, I'll
3: bring the wife, I'll give the yeah. kids
2: to uh, Olivier, my engineer, and I'll bring the wife.
1: There,
2: there you go. You go. <laughs> Robot, on, a, on, a, on a, well, a personal level for me, I guess, um, me and, and and the wife and the baby are thinking about, oh, we I, we really want to go to Paris. We really want to go to France. Do you have any absolute tips, do's, don'ts for Americans who are going over there for the first time? <laughs> uh, don't speak with a too much American accent. So
1: they don't recognize you're <laughs> the American. They don't uh, like us.
3: <laughs> they they wouldn't will, they will use the fact that you are <laughs> well, foreigners um no oh, I mean, man such a, such a beautiful city Paris there's so much to do um honestly just just walk around I know it's not something that you do very much here walking uh but uh 100% <laughs> that's what I would do walk in the city doesn't really you don't really have to have anywhere to go as long as you're in the center you just walk and you stop to a nice cup of coffee and you have a a single shot espresso you know Um, just stuff like that, a nice croissant and, uh, and then keep walking and, and just discover the bistro and and the food and, and the way of living in France. What's the best time of year to go there? You know what? I think it's July, August because most of the city is empty because everyone that lives in Paris goes on holiday and therefore the city is empty and it's, it's
0: down to you. Nice. That's a, that's a very good tip. Thank you. (laughs) So. One more question. Obviously, you want to do NASCAR, all that stuff. That's great. I want to do Le Mans as well. I, I, we have all these things on our list of things to do. What do you think is next for IndyCar for us as a series? Right? How do we get to the ne- that next level? We talked about a race in Europe. You know, obviously, we saw Mark Miles and in IndyCar. They were down in Argentina. I think that would be a great. I think that would be a great place to go for a race. Um, what do you think is the next step for IndyCar to get to the? the next level of respect the next level of viewership is it the new car is it a new engine is it is it more tracks is it a better schedule what do you think is the next step for us as a series i know that's a lot but like is it hey if we get a new car it'll be cool or like we need 20 races you know do we need uh you know is it literally just get us more viewers and and a better commercial program and we go from there you know what? I think Penske Corporation is doing a lot this year in the
3: right direction. Yes. Uh, that we can see and we can be thankful. Um, is one thing that I'm still very skeptical with is our schedule. And that's yes. just my personal opinion. I think it's very strange that we stop in sept- early September and then we don't go racing until March or February. It's like six months where we disappear. And I understand some of the reason behind it, but the other championship, like NASCAR don't stop that early so that's the only thing i would say hey why don't we try to extend a little bit uh maybe a couple of races outside of the us would be would be good maybe we need we can replace some of the races that we do that maybe are not the best for us you know uh, i won't name them but i think there's one or two that we can <laughs> definitely not have on the calendar and i try to replace well for the one and uh and then once we start growing, maybe cities like Miami or you know, big cities, uh, Boston or, uh, you know, New York would be great. Uh, yeah. We can, we can start going racing in those big cities. And, and, you know, if you see a Nashville is a success, a St. Pete is a success, or Long Beach is a success, I think that tells us something. I'm, I'm excited about Detroit. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, but that shows something that maybe we, sh- we should keep going there and... If you ship, yeah, it just the product is good. I think the cars, yes, yeah. they all they, they're not the newest one, um, but they work well for racing. So we don't really need to change them. It's just it's just
0: adding people to stop watching our races and then they fall in love with it. Exactly. No, I agree. Um, well, we appreciate your time, man. I want to get you a quick speculation. We've asked Jimmy Johnson this. I want to get a top three in the Indy 500. I want to get a quick guess top three Indy 500 this year. You can pick yourself. That's totally fine. But even aside from yourself, give us a Indy Five Hundred this year top three prediction. Oh wow! <laughs> I'll put I want to. We want to get to All speculation.
3: Right. You yeah, know, bro. I'm gonna go. Cut of any. I'm gonna go. Tony Canale.
2: All right. I'll, I'll, I'll be, that'll, be a, that'll be a big one. <laughs> it's real.
1: Yeah. I Tony can see a go Yeah.
0: Yeah. Then he can retire happy. Huh. He's in the top three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, I appreciate that. Uh, thank you for your time. Um, we appreciate what you do for the sport. Uh great to race with you and against you. Uh and you know what? Can't wait for Texas and hopefully we'll see you at the front and hope you feel better as well. Let's get no, ourselves get friend. ourselves recovered for Texas. Yes. <laughs> let's go round and round and round. Yeah. Circles, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right. Thank you, man. All thank all you very much. Bye. See you,
0: Mike. What a great conversation there with a uh, motorsport professional, uh, someone who has been involved in a lot of interesting stuff in a short interesting or a short IndyCar career so far. But he's he's going to do a lot more. Um, great conversation though, Joey. I mean, what do you think of 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 Roman Gross Jeans? I didn't actually tell him. I didn't actually tell him that we call him Roman Gross Jeans. Uh, I was trying to be I was trying to be respectful. Some guy got really mad at me for um for for giving uh, Angus Jalapeno a nickname. He said I was, uh, that was very, uh, uh, uh that it was, it just made him very angry that I was not pronouncing his name, Augustine Canapino. Canapino. Obviously I know how to pronounce his name. Like that might not even be right, but I know his name. Okay. We're just, but, I like nicknames. We're having a great time. what do you same. think, Joey? Uh, I love talking with Roman. That was the first time that I've gotten
2: to extensively talk to him. Uh, I know we mentioned that, that one day, uh, After qualifying, when we all got to, you know, kind of hang out a little bit, um, was the first time that I'd met him, but he kind of dipped out to be with the family not too long after that. So, um, good to talk to, I think he had a lot of really insightful stuff about the future in the series and what he would like to see from, uh, you know, from a a European perspective. I liked a lot what he said about how, like, you know, Formula One's capitalizing on America. Well, IndyCar should capitalize on, on Europe and those markets. So I thought that made us- But, um, not a great guy, and then hope to, you know, smash the White Claws with them in May. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was great to, uh, let the people know that we did shotgun White Claws together at one point. So, that was a nice thing that the people needed to know. Um, as usual, we're gonna wrap up the show here very soon. Uh, please buy Speed Street shirts on Dirty Mo's website, because, um, well, then you can get more Dale Earnhardt Jr. shirts if you buy all the Speed Street shirts. So uh, we love that. We're going to go to all, one of our favorite segments, probably our, our favorite segment. We're coming up with maybe a segment for Joey as well for the next couple races. Joey, I don't know how you feel about it, but maybe jumping on Joey's bandwagon. It's a Joey's bandwagon segment. We're going to jump on with Joey on who he thinks for the weekend is going to be great. And even after the weekend, hey, I'm jumping on this guy now. He's my guy, you know what I mean? Or whoever that is. Uh, yeah, so that no. that potentially could be a good segment. Um, and now no, we're gonna I, I go to the. Oh, I, I don't. I don't fancy myself as a, as a gambler.
2: You know, like I'm yes. not sitting there on March Madness, like going crazy with that, or even really the NFL or anything. But with IndyCar, I feel like I've carved down a nice little market here because, you know, people, you know, they're they're getting familiar with it, more familiar with it, and and I have had you know some decent hits and success. Betting on Indy cars, so uh, that's going to be go. as well. Uh, so you'll be able to 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 hop on with me, and then yeah, we'll have some fun. But that's probably coming up next week when we get it, uh, the preview for
0: for Texas. So yeah, looking forward to it. Fantastic. Well, as usual, we're going into the Ricky Treadway, Ricky Treadway, random Indy 500 driver of the week. Say that five times fast. It's very difficult. Well, that- um, we we went this year. Um, with the 1964 race, I, I, I did notice in our, uh, our spreadsheet that I don't think we have used 1960 1964 before, uh, there's a few names in here though, that we have used, um, but there's even a few names that could still be on the list for random Indy 500 drivers. Uh, this race was of course won by AJ Foyt. Uh, I was in the gym this morning with AJ Foyt the fourth. Good to see him again. Nice. Um. We're going with the 22nd place finisher, uh, Bob Mathauser. Bob Mathauser won $5,000. I'm actually on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway website for these facts now. Uh, he won $5,000 for finishing 22nd. Bob Mathauser um, born the 15th of the third month, uh, 1928, and died the 15th of the 11th month, uh, 1980. Do you, do you have your um, months? No, I do. It's uh, March and then November, so don't worry about it. (laughs) I just like the way it was reading. I was like, I'm going to read this like olden times. I don't Uh, know. That's fine. Um, I just needed to- Let me read.
2: And the listener's saying, I think I needed to make sure that you did, in fact, know the months.
0: I I do know the months of the year. Yes, I am aware of it. Good. Uh, Born in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, Died in Los Angeles. Uh, Drove in the USAC Championship Car Series uh 30 career starts including just it looks like just one Indy 500 um yeah. 1964 Indy 500 drove the Dayton Disk Brake uh Walter Offy uh spinning out after 77 laps um but uh yeah it only mentions one Indy 500 for him so uh very very interesting it looks like in 1965 Mickey Thompson brought a front wheel drive car to Indy uh, the year after Eddie Sachs and Dave McDonald were killed in the fiery crash, Mathauser drove the car but had an engine failure on his final qualifying run. The car still holds the IMS front-wheel drive one-lap speed record. That's interesting. Uh, the slowest car in the field that year ran a four-lap average of 153.7 miles an hour. Um, wow, and then it went up in a ball of fire down the front straight. So... uh might have qualified. He might have qualified in 65 if the car didn't explode and catch on fire. So, man, interesting story there from uh, old Bob.
2: Well, at least he survived that and, uh, you know, yeah. lived, well, went 15. on to live. So good deal for old Bobby Mass. Uh One time starter, one more than I'll ever have at the Indianapolis 500. Appreciate that, Connor. Thanks.
0: Absolutely.
2: Um, all right. Well, that's our show. Thanks again to uh, Roman Gloshan for hopping on. Uh, fantastic conversation with him. Uh, Connor is heading down to Austin for a big weekend at Coda. When are you heading down there? Probably today, tomorrow?
0: Uh, Going to go down there Thursday night. Well, Thursday night travel. Thursday night, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Big RV down there. Very nice.
2: That'll be very cool. Oh, yeah. That'll get you a know, you, you know, nice little warm-up for uh, the month of May incoming. Um, but good deal. We got that. Uh, next week will be race week for IndyCar. Once again, very much looking forward to that. Be sure to send to a fellow racing friend, a fellow friend, uh, to grow this speed street, uh, at speed street pod on Instagram and on Twitter follow us there. You never know. We'll pop out a little Q and A and with the fans on there and our latest, uh, you know, from the show. And uh, be sure to follow those things as well as the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So for Connor Daily, Ben Walden. John
0: Molinero, Talk to you next week. Race week on Sweet Street. A brand new episode of Door Bumper Clear is out now. Head over and don't forget to follow the show so you get notified as soon as a new episode drops. Check out Dirty Mode Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.